This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest. Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I am your host, Terence Ford of redandblarby.co.uk, and the fact that you can hear my voice means some bad news. The international break is over, and Crystal Palace are returning to ruin our weekends. I've had to drag Albert and Sam kicking and screaming to do the podcast, but I'll attempt to raise their spirits with stories of raw chicken eating, open goal missing, ice hockey watching, and Mr. Bilal coming to the rescue of our beloved Eagles. Turning attentions to Old Trafford and, well, it looks like another injury crisis has commenced and our prospects look about as good as a turkey across the pond this week. Like a bus in Orpington, I'm burning to get started. Love our podcast. Listen to our live radio show on Love Sport every Thursday, 7 till 9 p.m., 5, 5, 8 a.m., DAB Digital Radio and online, lovesportradio.com. Under strict instructions from Sam, beer check. <laughs> yeah, let's not leave it until the last minute this week. <laughs> well, um, listeners, we are approximately an hour and a half later in recording this week than we normally are. Um, no names, <coughs> Albert. Um, so we're going to try and get this done quick and snappy. I mean, we have no Manchester United fan because quite frankly, I do not want to speak to Manchester United fans. <laughs> so, um, try yeah. Everyone. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, um, so yeah, go on. What are you drinking then, Heskiff? Uh, nice and snappy. Red Stripe. We had a few of those the other night, which we'll get on to. And Albert, cup of tea? Uh, no, um, my favourite my favorite sponsor of the Champions League ever, not Gazprom. I'm drinking some Amstel. Champions! Gypsy Hill beat neck for me. Right. Uh, yeah, so let's start with that. Sam, We we you took me to break my Streatham ice hockey cherry this week. I did. Um, I thought it would be a fun thing to do because there was no Palace. Uh, and I go uh, as much as Palace will let me. And I thought, you know, top of the table clash, we're playing one of the big boys, uh, the Peterborough Phantoms. It's all the big names in the Hockey League. <laughs> um, and you brought your lovely wife. 
Um, I brought my lovely Millwall mate. <laughs> and um, we got absolutely battered. It was probably the best performance by an opposition team I've seen in the like six, seven years I've been going. And we lost 6-1, so he just went and got drunk. Yeah, it was basically just like going to a Palace game. You managed to ruin the international break for me. Thank, yeah, um... sorry about that. <laughs> no, I that's... must have missed my invite. Oh, uh... I thought you were on holiday again, Albert. You usually are. <laughs> I've been on holiday once in like two years. <laughs> Aren't you like a Watford Wanderers ice hockey fan? Wouldn't it have been trading? Do they have a team? I don't know. I, I don't no know, idea. but I have al- I I've already been to see the Streatham Redskins at their first game at the new oh, stadium. Oh, you see what he's done there. You and, see, and that, I went when they were playing out the back of Tesco's in Brixton that, in, in a little warehouse. So where were you when they were shit? They're called the Red Hawks now, matey. Well, there you go. It's 2018. No, oh, I, I actually say that on my screen at the moment on my TV. The Washington Redskins are playing American football. So um, <laughs> there you go. Streatham is more progressive than America. Who'd have thought? <laughs> exactly. America. Yeah. America. Um, yeah. D- Donald Trump calling uh, Paradise Pleasant this week, which was a particular favorite of mine. And he's forever ending, never ending train of stupidness. But I know I was saying that it's miserable coming back from the international break and all that, but I came home today and in my post box, I found something that could be coming to the rescue of Crystal Palace. Apparently, all I need to do is phone the mobile number at the bottom. This is a guy claiming to be called Mr. Bilal, spiritual healer specialist. Are you ready for what he promises, guys? He says... Born from a strong family with a good reputation of family history in helping, guiding, and solving people's problems of all nations. Consequently, he solves the following problems very rapidly. (laughs) Relationships, return of loved ones, union, separations, break of unwanted marriages, fidelity of couples, creation of new love line for you to be loved forever, to be famous or successful person within days. Albert, one for you. Sexual problems, impotency, <laughs> infertility, and affection. Those, thank you. <laughs> but then this is where the Crystal Palace part comes in. Protection, breaking of bad luck and jinxes. This is it, right? This is this is this is going to solve all of our problems. When's he coming on the show? <laughs> well, I wish we could phone out because I would love to dial the number now and see if he can solve the bad luck of. Christian Benteke, Alexander Sorlot. Um, so just the list this goes on. Literally every player at the moment. And so then it just goes on to say solving immigration problems, court cases, to get rid of bad habits such as heavy drinking. Well, he he's not lying because if he solved the Crystal Palace problems, he would solve my problem of heavy drinking. So no matter what your problems are, just call Mr. Bilal today. So there you go, Mr. Mr. Bilal, what do we reckon? Shall we next show try and call him in, see, see if he can solve the issues in SE25? Yeah, so give him a lid. Brexit can be number two. Num- number one can be anything Palace related. Yes, so I don't know. Um, Steve Steve Parrish might not want him to solve Brexit, but <laughs> uh, but talking of the striker crisis and you know injured Benteke, Serlot obviously not scoring. Although IU did find the net a couple of times in the African Cup of Nations qualifying, which we'll get to later. But we've been linked with a Bayern Munich striker, Albert. We've got it's, it's got to be good, right? Sandro Wagner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it good? 
<laughs> he's six foot four. Got a little bit. Of, I don't know. He's got a bit of strength to him. Um, decent with the ball at his feet. Can head the ball. Um, I reckon he's six five. Five goals in eight games for Germany is not bad, is it, Asgif? No, it's not bad. I'm just waiting for you to tell me that he's also been linked with West Ham. <laughs> he has also been linked with West yes. Ham. Bingo. <laughs> What's his injury record like? Um, probably exemplary until he steps foot into our training ground. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds about right. <laughs> right. Uh, social media this week. Um, I think the only place to really start is <laughs> Patrice Everett doing God knows what to a chicken. Now, have both of you guys seen this? I have. Albert? I, c- I, uh, I, I caught a headline. I've not seen it. So basically, for anyone who hasn't seen this video, um, Patrice Ever, for about a minute, just has a raw chicken in front of him. And he is like licking it, sucking its bones, um, kissing it. Uh, He lifts it up for a bit and spanks its booty for a bit. Um, And then he starts eating. Then he starts eating it before at the end just saying, I love this game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like i don't know and then he's had to come out and apologize about going too far but um Hesiv, did you see the palace players reactions to this i did uh i thought it was very funny um one of them i can't remember which way it was said you know i love chicken but this is taking it one step too far it's taking it many many steps too far to be honest <laughs> um but uh yeah it was very funny wayne, wayne hennessy left the room he was not having any more of it yeah, Hen- Hennessy left. I think was it Sully Kai Kai left, mm-hmm. um, and Jason Punchin lasted the longest. He actually um, almost got to the end until he started eating a raw chicken, and that was enough for that was enough for Jason Punchin. But then, um, obviously, the Palace reactions were then taken and overlapped onto a different video, <laughs> which was Alex Sorlock missing from six yards out on open goal for Norway this week, which. I mean, the reactions did suit perfectly. Lots of, what is he doing? Uh, did you see this, Miss Albert? I'm, I'm, I've got it loaded up now in preparation. When I saw Surloff miss on the, the list of bullet points, <laughs> I just assumed we were talking about the Spurs game. I didn't realise I'd been another one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty special. I mean, it, it's one of those chances. Here we go. It's, it's one of those chances where when it comes to them, you, you've, sometimes you see him put over, but not kind of where he puts it. <laughs> Here we go. Lovely pass. That's a lovely pass. He's still on goal. Oh, 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 oh dear. <laughs> you thought it was the guy who had the shot that got saved. No, no. Yeah, it, yeah the re- guy that made the nice run, brought the ball down, shrugged off the defender. He no. does great work. <laughs> the best thing about it is that Sorloff misses and then, but then proceeds to slide on his knees. Almost <laughs> like a goal celebration. He's claiming it. Yeah, but uh, if you haven't seen it, listeners, go and look for it online. He puts it very high, wide, and handsome. And um, yeah, it's one f- one for Mister Bilal to solve. I think. <laughs> Listen, I think in in Mister Bilal's list of um, everything he could cure, I didn't hear the term miracle worker. So. <laughs> yeah, th- this is very true. But he did say he can make you a successful person within days. So. You know, I, I, I guess you have to define what successful is. And if you can't do it for football players on the field, then we're all stuffed. Right, we'll finish that there. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about our trip to the 
theatre of nightmares, I guess it is for us. Love our podcast. Listen to our live radio show on Love Sport every Thursday, 7 till 9 p.m., 5, 5, 8 a.m., DAB Digital Radio and online, lovesportradio.com. It's a 3 p.m. kickoff, guys. Can you believe it? 3 p.m. I've, I've forgotten what it was like. Um, Sam, you'll even be able to get to the uh, Red Hawks game. Yeah, make a dash back quickly. The thing is, though, because it's this time of year, it will still be bloody dark at three o'clock. So yeah. it won't feel like it. Yeah. Uh, Albert, I assume you're not coming up to Manchester. No, nah, I'm not doing any of that rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? What what be- What uh, you got on this better? You going to watch Watford again? No, nah, what have I got on? I've got a lot on this weekend. Very, very busy social weekend. Uh, and because it's a three o'clock game, it means it's not readily available on the TV, which means I, I won't feel obliged to sit and watch it and end up getting in a bad mood anyway. So, <laughs> I'm, you know, it's a bit like a it's a bit like a death in the family. I'm keeping myself busy. Uh, so, listeners, uh, everyone bombard Albert with illegal links to his Twitter account. Facebook, if your friends are him on there, just spam him with illegal links so he, he does feel obliged to watch the game. Cause- Hi, deaf ones, please, because I do have to put it on a big projector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the other half live, right, Heskiff? I know, I know. <laughs> barely afford windows. Yeah, he's he's um, projector in his conversion out back, which has terrible acoustics for recording podcasts. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm going up for the weekend. Um, best friend lives in Manchester, so um, me and the wife are going up to stay with them. Uh, I think it'll be Linda's first time to Old Trafford. I've only taken her to the good ones away before, you know. She's been to Hull, Sunderland. (laughs) I think she's finally progressed now. Now that we're married, she's progressed to the better stadiums, I guess. She can come in. You better have Mr. Bilal's number (laughs) saved on the speed dial, mate. (laughs) Um, 0744. No. So, obviously... One of the problems with having many, many internationals is that injuries occur over the international break. And the first one to pop up was obviously Aaron Wan-Bissaka getting withdrawn from the England under-21 squad uh, due to an injury that apparently picked up in the Spurs game. So, Heskiff, I mean, it's, it's an ideal position to get an injury in because, you know, your cover's injured. So, what do we do if, what do we do if Wan-Bissaka's out? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it was a precautionary thing and he's actually all right because that'll mean he's had a couple of weeks off um, if he is actually injured. But the problem is, and I'm sure we'll go on to it, there's rumours that both of our centre-halves are <laughs> doubtful as well. So you can't even say, put Kelly at right back because then who do you put a centre-back? So, you know, let, let's just do a Frank de Boer and play three at the back and, and put Luca in there. Maybe put... Get, <laughs> Guater in there as well just for a laugh. Um, and then whichever Man United player hasn't scored all season will score. Yes. Um, so Tompkins, uh, obviously, hobbled off in the Spurs game, didn't he? And um, Mamadou Sacco, he um, picked up a back injury in uh, playing the first half for France. His first game back for a while. Um, but let's dwell on Sacco for a second because... Obviously, uh, he had a, a little bit of an interview at some point over his international break and said, my ambition remains the same. I want to play in the biggest competitions. Why not try for the Champions League? This summer, 
I could have taken different paths, but I chose to stay in England and I don't regret it. We'll sit down and see at the end of the season. <laughs> so um, on the surface of it, it looks like Mamadou Sako might want to be um, getting out of the club. Uh, Heske, if you said with your friend, you've been having a mad debate about this, uh, this today. So where does this sit on your, where do you sit on this? Um, maybe a bit surprisingly for me because I'm so miserable. It, does, it doesn't really bother me that he said it. Um, I don't really know the context of the question, but I'm assuming he was interviewed whilst he was with the France squad. Mm. And bearing in mind France are the world champions and he's playing, you know, he's starting from someone probably said, you know, do you want to play in the Champions League? It'd be weird if he said no. Mm. Um, I know he said we will talk about it in the summer and all that, but, you know, if we go down, let's say, I hope we don't, obviously, but if we do, then of course we're going to talk to him about it. Um, you know, I, I like Saka. I think he's a good play. He has the odd moment of madness. And I know that, you know, it's cost us a couple of times, Bournemouth. And I was annoyed of him in that game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know why. I'm just not fussed that he said it. You know, if Tonk said it or if Wilf said it, it, just, it, it doesn't bother me. So Albert, do you th- do you think he's good enough to play Champions League football? Uh, well, he, you know, he, he left Liverpool for what was rumoured to be more personal reasons with Klopp. But you look at some of the dross that Liverpool do play at the back at centre-half and you do think that just based purely on ability, Sacco could do a job there. But as Sam's alluded to, he likes to take a risk. He, he loves a bit of a Cruyff turn on the edge of the area. You don't see that often in the Champions League. Uh, so I think, but just based on pure ability, he is, he is decent enough to play in the competition and not necessarily for an English club. You know, he could, there's a whole raft of European clubs he could probably slot into. Mm. Um, one thing, when I first read it, I thought he meant, you know, what could push for the Champions League with us. <laughs> and I know he, I thought, my initial reaction was, I know he's a bit mental, but that is, I mean, that's just stupid. That is just stupid. But he's got to be doing something, right? Because, you know, uh, is it Amrick Laporte at, at City, you know, can't, for love nor money, can't seem to get into the, the, the French national team. But um, Mamadou Sacco can after a two-year absence whilst playing for a, a struggling Premier League club. Mm. So he's obviously, you know, we, we all know he's got the pedigree, but it, I think it's the temperament that would probably stop him, you know, slotting into a, a serious Champions League contender. Yeah, I don't um, I don't think that will last much longer. Laporte will start to get in. Um, I think Sacco was probably only just getting some minutes, you know, travel with a squad, travel in the last squad, didn't get playing time. So I think it was probably more just getting him sort of just some minutes against weaker opposition and so on. But the big question is going to be, obviously, we... We spaffed a lot of money on him, thirty million, um, big enough contract to, for us to be. We're not going to sell him for any less than the thirty million we bought him for. So, outside of the Premier League, can you see anyone paying thirty million for him, Sam? Uh, no, <laughs> I can't. Um, I think maybe he does have a bit of a reputation for, you know, like we mentioned, having a bit of a you know, brain melt every now and again where he, he tries to, yeah, backheel someone in the six-yard box or, or something. But it, it's tough because the inflated prices that we pay in this country probably aren't going to get paid for by teams outside of this country. So if we spend £30 million on him or £30 million on Ben Teke, it's hard to see where we're going to get that money back. 
Um, so no, I don't think we get thirty million for him, to be honest. And I don't know how many clubs will be lining up to take him. I'm sure there will be some. Um, but yeah, I know. I mean, it, you know, there are some people I know that aren't too enamoured with him, which I understand because you know when he does have his when he does mess about, it you know it looks very bad. But I think he, I, I think he's a really good player. So. Um, I'm sure there'll be some interest, but yeah, we're not going to get 30 million for him if we sell him. Mm, yeah, and I just, I can't see us, you know, if you look with Ben Teke, well, we bought Ben Teke from Liverpool. They didn't want to make a loss on him and someone come along and paid the money. And I think it'll be, it will reflect quite badly on us if we just sell him at a cut price. I just don't really th- think we will. He'll be on our balance sheet for 30 million and I just really cannot imagine Um us selling him for any less so uh, he could end up with him throwing his toys out of pram as apparently he's done in the past so it'll be interesting to see how that develops but like you said back at the start you know he's right if if someone asks him do you want to play champions league football and he says no it would be weird so you know it all comes down to the context of the question and um you know he's an ambitious player and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you know i think when he signed for us we were showing ambition to try and move on a bit um, when we had him on loan, we were doing well, and then we, you know, we were trying to become that team that finishes seventh or sixth or tries to push up the league. Obviously, it's not materialised that like that, despite spending lots of money and um, <clears throat> you know keeping hold of Zaha and so on. But you know that's how it's gone, and you know thirty million is it's not the toughest position to replace, I don't think. So we could probably do it a little bit cheaper than that. But um, there you go. But Albert. Heskiff said there, joking around, move the three at the back, stick Reed of old in there, and blah blah blah. So if um, let's let's just assume the worst that uh, Wambasaka, Tompkins, and Sacco is all out. What's, what's your back four against Man United? Well, it's not a back four for a start. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you probably have to go something like PVA wing back and Joel. Joel uh, Ward. Is I, don't even, I don't even. I, I don't think he's going to be fit enough to play yet. Is he still? He's still recovering from his knock, so was he not? On, was he not on the bench against Spurs? Did he make the bench? Joe yeah. Ward. I'm, I'm sure I saw him oh, warming right. up. Okay. Well, he's a very good-looking man, so he would be difficult to miss on the sideline there. Well, <laughs> that's that's your issue. <laughs> um, what's my back? Yeah, I'm. F- tell me who's available, and I'll, I'll try and cobble something. Yeah, together. Well, it just becomes a centre back, doesn't it? So, it, it... I mean, Kiarte can play centre half. I know that's that's. That's not a. That's quite a desperate stretch from almost playing Luca at centre half. But you know he he has he has dropped in there for West Ham mm. a few times. So that's that's an option. Well, West Ham fans seem to suggest that's his best position as well, which is um, which would be very interesting to see how that works. So yeah, Joel Ward was on the bench against Spurs. So let's assume that Joel Ward can slot in at right back. So I would assume that frees Kelly up to play centre back if that was the case, and then. Um, well, I guess a forgotten man. He's played a few times in the under twenty three task. If Scott Dan, yeah, I thought he got another like thigh strain or oh, something. Oh God, has he joined the Con- <laughs> Connor Wickham's club of groin strains? Um, I mean, I think you know if he if he's fit, then yeah, maybe put him on the bench if we have to. But pff, I, I'd be, I mean, I, I'm worried about the game anyway. I'll be honest, I always am. But I'd be worried if our starting eleven had Scott Dan in it at this point but he might be able to score some goals. Get him up yeah, front. Yeah, put him up front. Haven't we tried that at some point? Didn't the boar do that? 
<laughs> against Burnley. I feel like he put him up front he against did, Burnley. Yeah. At, and he missed he a sitter. Absolute sitter. Could have saved his job. We could be on a European tour now with Frank De Boer at the helm. That's what could have happened if Scott Dunn put that in the back of the net. That would have been nice. If only for the fact that it rhymes. Um, yeah, so we're assuming the worst. I, I think it's right. PVA, uh, if Ward isn't quite ready, I imagine you could perhaps move Schlupp in there maybe and switch Van Arnholt to the other side. I don't know. But um, yeah, it will probably be, it would likely be Kelly and Kuyate, I'd imagine is how it would end up being. But um, hopefully... Hopefully Tomkins has recovered enough to play. Um, hopefully Sako has as well, I guess, and Wamba Sako, obviously. But um, obviously, it's Thursday. We have a 3 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. But, you know, Roy Hodgson has decided to leave his press conference again out of Thursday because why not? Just does it does it to grind my gears. Um, something else that grinded my gears in this international break was Jordan Ayew scoring twice for Ghana. Um, but a lot of people discredited the goals because they came against Ethiopia but do you think that's fair they're still international goals in a qualifying tournament you can only you can only beat what's put in front of you and if that's an Ethiopian national side who are we to take that away from Jordan mm. Ayew I mean one of them was a penalty as well so at least we know if Luca <laughs> if Luca's not on the pitch we know we can take our penalties now <laughs> Um, it's got to be good for his confidence though right to go away get a couple of goals a couple of very important goals in that qualifying campaign and he's got to come back now feeling a bit fresher and uh, feel like that weight's lifted from his shoulders yeah I hope so um, I mean he hasn't really done much in front of goal for us he, he looked crap when we played <laughs> Dulwich Hamlet in that friendly so I don't know where, what level they're at compared to Ethiopian didn't, didn't do much in front of our goal for the for the goal we can see oh I forgot about that Albert I mean did, oh god I'm angry now do you again. want to touch on it <laughs> yeah I hated him when I saw that replay back on TV. I yeah I got home that night I went to a birthday party after got absolutely levered lost my wallet um got home at like 1am and it was like let me see what everyone's complaining about IU and um, yeah I don't know why I did it oh, it was bad it was bad um, I, I, yeah I'll try and be positive I'm, I'm glad that he's all against Ethiopia uh, <laughs> <clears throat> that's it I don't I don't know what else to say about Jordan I, I can't I can't see him taking on Man United away and leading us to glory I can't see it so let's hope the Ethiopian goals or well, the goals against Ethiopia proved me wrong. <laughs> That's positive, isn't uh, it? You did all right there. I can, I can. As good as it's going to get, I'll I be can honest. Hear the strain in your voice. Um, so we'll move on, and for something you know a little bit more lighter, Wilfred Zaha could possibly still be out. So um, there you go. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> the, we, we were um, we, the, the three of us were in a pub before the Tottenham game. And a text sort of went around from various people saying, oh, Wilf might be out. Uh, just at that moment, it started absolutely tipping down with rain. <laughs> then the confirmation came through that, indeed, Wilf was out on his birthday. Um, Terry assured us that it wasn't Wilf's birthday party that he was going to. I'm still undecided on that. <laughs> um, but then, it, yeah, it was just like, well, it's cold and wet outside. And I think we're going to lose anyway. And now Wilf's not playing. Uh, I got, well, at the time, when you said... Wilf's out on his birthday. I thought, well, what's the problem there? We all go out on our birthday, don't we? You know, like, and then it turned out that, yeah, you meant he was actually out of the game. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, so. 
we're not we're not cynical enough to think that those two things are related, are we? Well, especially not when I've seen uh, a footballer who plays in Russia get sent off on purpose so he could fly back to Argentina and watch Boca Juniors. <laughs> that was quality. I mean, you you've got to take into <laughs> account that Boca versus River is obviously a very huge game, and the fact that they're meeting in the South American equivalent of the Champions League final, it's a it's a pretty big deal. So. Um... Yeah, a lot of ex-players have been doing the same, doing that sort of thing, getting injured and um, trying to go out there. Lamella did it as well. Lamella flew out very, very early <laughs> to go and watch the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> I hope he's back. It, obviously, um, I was invited to his birthday party, but I had someone else's birthday party to go to and they'd invited me first. So I sadly couldn't make it to Will Swan <laughs> and probably because it would have just been in some shitty club in Croydon as well so um, <laughs> like shush or something is that still there with its sticky carpets I don't know oh my but, god um, you know he posted an Instagram post saying counting down the days uh, with a football on it so I'm assuming I reckon he's probably going to be back for this game and um, you know every time he's played at Old Trafford for us since he's had a really good game there so Hopefully, I'll be able to turn it on there again because obviously he's got some points to prove. Um, obviously, in the opposition lineup, perfect timing, Albert. Jesse Lingard for England has hit form at last, scored a couple of goals. So, um, just in time to play against us. Well, he's, you know, he's got he's got previous form against us anyway before hitting actual consistent <laughs> form. So, the stage is set, isn't it? More heartbreak. He'll do that you know, celebration that he does and he'll probably be wearing gloves and, you know, it'll be a good day for him. Is it the gloves the biggest problem there? No, I don't know. No, listen, it's, I was wearing gloves today if, if anyone, you know, if anyone wants to make anything of it. Um, Are you calling people out on the podcast? <laughs> no. You want to make something of it? I was wearing gloves. What? No, look, we're not going to win, are we? We're not going to win. So I don't care if Jesse Lingard scores. I don't care who scores. Was it boxing gloves you were wearing today? No, they were the Crystal Palace ones, actually. <laughs> Crystal Palace ones. With touchscreen ability. Now, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. I, I've got those leather ones from Marks and Spencer with touch, touch rings. Great gloves. Uh, this is very millennial. Think, think this, like, this podcast is very like. millennial. <laughs> um, but what I have seen this week, and it's been a growing trend since the World Cup, is Palace fans starting to claim that they like Jesse Lingard. Heskiff, has he won you I, over? I feel, no, <laughs> of course he hasn't. What a question. I, I mean, we, well, we've touched we've touched on this before. I, I don't really care for international football that much. Like, I just I just don't really care about it. But yeah, during the World Cup, obviously the England fever took over, which I understand. It's you know it's that's calm, fine. Yeah, no. But it's Jesse Lingard. It's Jesse Lingard, man. We would have won the FA Cup if it wasn't for him. <laughs> I hate him, and he's oh, I've got this little hashtag. Oh, you don't, don't you don't give yourself a hashtag. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, but yeah, I saw a lot of um, very prominent Palace fans on social media talking about um, when he said, "Who said I don't score tap-ins?" With a picture of him scoring from one yard out for England, obviously against Croatia. And um, yeah, I saw a lot of Palace fans like saying, "Stop being likable" and things like this, and uh, saying he's won me over. Listen, yeah, the only one yard. Tapping that matters is Fraser Campbell's against Reading in the Cup, where he smashed it in from a yard. Fraser Campbell can do what he wants. Jesse Lingard can go to hell. <laughs> That's how I feel about Jesse Lingard. 
I'm going through a similar conflicted uh, relationship with Harry Redknapp at the moment. I've gone into watching I'm a Celebrity get me out of here thinking, oh, I, I, I want the kangaroo, hate booze, it, kangaroo hate balls it. in his mouth. Yeah, and then and then he, you know, he's got a few good stories and comes across as all right, and I, oh, I have to leave the room. <laughs> this is going to sound awful, but um, did you see the stories today that his older son has been arrested on some drug charge? And what no. I, <laughs> I just looked at a picture, and he's he's just ugly, but his younger brother is Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> just like you got all of the terrible genes. You're ugly. You didn't end up becoming a professional footballer, and now you're just smashing drugs. Uh, no hey. wonder he's on the bugle. <laughs> right. uh, allegedly, allegedly. Do we have to? I don't know. That? It was in the Daily Mirror or something, so it's probably accurate. <laughs> And I think there's no better way to end talking about our trip to Old Trafford. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast www.backofthenest.com Right, let's get some predictions. Um, Hesk, if you went 2-0 with the Spurs, didn't you? Or was it 3 I think I went 1-0. I think I got it perfect Did again. Did you really? Two weeks, two games mm-hmm. running? Mm-hmm. Wow. Me yeah. and Albert went for wins, which... Um, did I? Yeah, I feel like you did. Did we not write these down somewhere? Do we have to bloody listen back to our own podcast? I do write them down in the thing, and um, he's been marked down as zero points in the prediction league, so I'm assuming he got zero. The good news is Ed Kettaway got it right again, so like he's just absolutely flying off into the sunset. No one's ever going to catch him for the rest of the season. Um, But, yeah, I think I went for a 2-1 win. Um, You know, if Sorlot would have scored, you know, we might have, I don't know, if if I yeah, if I you and headed the ball, yeah, moved. Yeah, I mean that that, that um, what else? Could you imagine getting stared down by Sacco as Luca is absolutely <laughs> levering you with abuse? <laughs> could you imagine? I would just be um, substitution. Please take me off. Um, right, the poll this week we've gone um, no input from you guys this week. You know, I thought Albert was too busy hobnobbing with. Um, media moguls and Heskiff, you know, clean, he was cleaning up vomit in the hallways of your university, right? No comment. <laughs> so no way, Jose, for a Palace win. 17% of you mental people have gone for that. United for a draw is 10% and same old Trafford for a loss. And that's 73% of people have probably wisely picked that option. I'll listen to predictions this week. Um, this comes from a guy 
Uh, fan of the pod, very nice of your comments today, Nathan Jones. But it says after his name, Nathan, Nathan Jones, psychotherapy. And his prediction is, getting my prediction in early, first away day of the season for me, 2-0 Palace, Luca Penn and Maya. Um, he probably needs to dish himself out some therapy, doesn't he, Haskiff? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, here's one straight out of your bags, though. Matt Burrows, 3-0 United, and me putting my open return to good use by catching the 5.15 train home after leaving after 70 minutes. That's much <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid prediction. And Stephen Ronan's gone 1-1 with big Alex Sorlot scoring in the 94th minute to equalise. Was that Harry Redknapp's eldest son <laughs> predicting that one? <laughs> Um, of the back of the Nest crew, clean sweeper losses again with Patrick O'Connor going for the biggest one, the 4-1 loss. I mean, we were talking about this the other week. Patrick O'Connor has somehow turned into Heskiff Mark II. He's gone from being the most positive Palace fan I ever knew to the most miserable in the space of like a year and a half. I'm just sitting here rubbing my hands, cackling at that. I'm so glad you said hands. <laughs> right, so um, go on, Albert. What's it going to be? Uh, it's going to be classic. It's going to be like every most of the United games we've had uh, in the Premier League. They're going to be shit. We're going to make Marin Fellaini look like <laughs> Rivaldo. And obviously, as, as Sam alluded to earlier, obviously there's a goal drought in sort of the general Romelu Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez areas. So they're going to win 2 0 with. Both of those two wow. score. And um, Hesketh? <laughs> yeah, I agree with a 2 0. It'll definitely be 2 It'll be, you know, like in the last few games, I said, I think we'll play well. Like, we'll play well against Tottenham, we'll play well against Chelsea, but they'll, they'll just nick it. I think we'll be crap on, uh, on Saturday. I think we'll be crap. I think Man United will be average and they'll score in the middle of each half. <laughs> Pogba, Pogba and Lingard. So what's going to happen is you won't know where I'm sat at Old Trafford, but when Lingard scores, you'll hear this like ungodly noise. That'll be me. <laughs> so just follow that noise and that'll be me. Can, can we get a little preview of the ungodly noise? I've only had one can of beer, so no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going 2-0 Man U. Well, I was going to go 2-0 as well, so I'll, I'll avoid a clean sweep of 2 nils and um, I'll go 3 nil. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Lukaku to score two and Fellaini to score like a real like shit house header. That's what's going to happen. Um, right, that's. I think that's all for this week. We won't. We'll just. We're just going to finish it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy thank. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening across the pond. Um, I hope you've been enjoying your pumpkin pies and your turkeys and. The American football and whatever else goes Cooked on. Turkeys, I hope. Cooked, Cooked turkeys, turkeys, yeah. Don't none of that raw nonsense. But yes, don't do Patrick ever, kids. It's um, it's bad, and and that includes you, Harry Redknapp's oldest son. <laughs> uh, well, well, and um, yeah. So next week we have got oh, we go into a run of games which <laughs> I think we have to win, basically, don't we? Well, we got Burnley, Brighton, and some other nonsense team down there so um we'll be back next week who is it uh we say burnley brighton and we got um isn't leicester in there oh yeah 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 Yeah, we whip them all the time don't we so we'll we'll obviously just be in five nil like we did last season i'd imagine Uh, (laughs) yeah so uh we'll be back next thursday as usual um 
neither of you are away. We're 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 the gang, right? Yeah, we're set now. I think. <laughs> yeah, try and be on time this week, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Says late, but as his name is in the chat. But anyway, thank you for listening, and we will be back next Thursday uh, when we'll be raving about an unsurprised Palace. Uh, sorry, a very surprising Palace win against Man United. But until then, up the Palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.